0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on TV. Terms and restrictions apply. Your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just the trio of feathery brethren weather in any season to see the eagles eating teams like scrammy's
3: topped with cheese it's philadelphia both Sheila, and zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till zach runs off with his valet keys He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get
0: loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with
3: friends.
0: The early bird gets the worm. But prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo Shiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on you. How friends. do you have time to consume all this content?
2: <laughs> You're
1: listening to Dave Spadaro <laughs> interviews? I, I take the morning bike
2: ride,
0: and I listen to Oh, oh, right. oh I want to oh, hear more is, about that, right, but go yeah, ahead.
2: No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I, right, <laughs> really? Yes. Wow.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Birds with Friends on a Friday early morning. And just to set the scene for the listeners, this is the start of a marathon recording session. Uh, Zach and Sheil are going to be on vacation next week. And so we're recording three episodes, starting with this one, which is going to go up today. But then another one later for next week and another one after that for the following week which will be the mailbag episode so there's a chance that this stuff could get loopy where we're settling in it's going to be an interesting thing maybe you should save all three and listen to them in a row as they're recorded but uh, we will see how it goes Shield, how are you
1: uh i will put the over under for times i plug uh the shield kapati instagram account let's set that at 17 and a half okay over Does that include uh, this one Three episodes. Yeah, it does include uh, this one. You know, if you were on there, you could see the text exchange uh, with my dad. You could see the Indian Patrick Mahomes and on vacation. You know, who knows what I'll see. I could be posting all kinds of stuff. And I promised you, Bo, that I would finally post a video of my mom slicing a mango. And so uh, between now and training camp, that will be up there
3: for the I mean, for the longtime listeners who have been with us in the beginning, that video will have been, you know, Four years in the making,
1: and it is mango season. Mm.
2: Uh, Zach, uh, how are you? A long night for you? Yeah, long night, but I'm I'm doing well. I'm excited for this podcast. Uh, I I don't mean to get sentimental with the three of you, but like I am I'm gonna miss this for the next few weeks. You know, when I'm with vacation on on vacation, I'm I'm you know I'm, I'm with my wife and my kids and it's it's wonderful but they but i can't turn to any of them and and, and be like what? well you're gonna have
3: the, the rest of your life with them
2: <laughs> no but i can't be like what impact is richard rogers gonna have on the tight end room you know so uh
3: you remembered richard so, rogers, so i grad. look
2: forward to these podcasts and so the fact that we're knocking a few of them out today it's it's fun because it's three time it's it's three times the enjoyment but it's it's not the same as uh as jumping on on a Thursday afternoon, talking, uh, talking Eagles and whatever else is on your mind. I now mean, to is- be
1: fair, uh, my, my reaction to the Richard Rogers thing would probably be the same as your family. But uh, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll I'm sure Bo will dedicate a whole segment to that.
3: I think I think you're going to be a little bit more exasperated than they are. Um, and then uh, just like a natural, a natural tension, a natural drama built into this episode is that uh you know there's a little there's a little stomach bug going around the wolf household went from from rachel to casey and and all expectations are that it's it's just a matter of time before it hits me so over the course of this episode it's mm. possible that you know we get we get me throwing up on the pot for not the first time
2: I, that's I, right i, I hope you're goes. okay what well, i i don't mean to be uh uh, clandestine with our listeners when when Bo was referring to a to a late night, I was <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, how, I yeah. was like all right, we're yeah, we gonna get, get into want, it Yeah, I don't want people to think I was all you like, the in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was you know like all father's experience. I, I I something came up with with my daughter last night. We were, we were in the emergency room. Everything's okay now, fortunately. But this is like a draft night podcast for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. In that I I might be a bit loopier than typical
3: well and as That's your the as, people want as your lovely wife said uh this is a good it's a good father's day episode
2: exactly exactly well said
3: it was funny to like I, I told you i said this to you but uh like casey's never like thrown up before you know so it's weird to like see a person throw up for the first time and see their body do that like what a weird what a weird sensation to go through
1: Nia's was in the car i remember i picked her up from uh, daycare preschool and uh we're driving home and all of a sudden she just throws up out of nowhere in the back of the car so we pulled over uh Cleaned what her up. She, she actually wasn't hysterical. And then we we went home and had a uh, a fun time cleaning it up there in the back of the car. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is uh I mean it's so throwing up is just so weird, you know. It's so you, weird. You, you can't control it all of a sudden stuff is spewing out well, Yeah, we don't need to go further into it. I didn't I see know. this on the
2: rundown well, Casey yeah. had a good,
1: bodily function.
3: Casey had a good um a good comedic timing moment after his after his first throw up because like when when he like uh when he gets hurt or something. Uh, like like bumps into something or falls down one way to like calm to to calm him down is like I will you know say he bumps into a chair I will say to the chair like hey chair don't do that don't do that to Casey mm, yeah, classic. You, know, you know you do that classic move so so after Casey you know gets through his first throw up he
1: just goes stomach don't do that
3: it's <laughs> very good so no
1: yeah this wouldn't work for that but I would suggest the chair thing you want to take that a step further like you got to go over the top
3: oh yeah of course yeah. depending on how depending on how hysterical how upset, he is, yes i will yeah you gotta you gotta turn you the might him need up to beat more. the
1: hell out of that chair oh like, yeah i'll you know, stomp i'll yeah. stomp
3: on the ground if, okay. if he trips or something like that yeah you gotta do all that good stuff okay all right uh well uh you know for the one of these three episodes that's going to be timely we might as well send it over to the stone cold newsman for the latest on the birds
2: The Eagles made two notable transactions last week and one notable transaction this week they signed tight end Richard Rodgers Nickar Rod. who, who uh is entering his fourth season with the Eagles believe it or not you know that it, it, it shows uh just how long Richard Rodgers has been around and in his fourth separate contract right Exactly uh and then they also Brought in Michael Walker, who was with uh, Jacksonville in 2019. So there's a Dave Caldwell connection. And then a notable signing this week, the Eagles added Nick Mullins, who will be their uh, third quarterback after we spoke on last week's podcast about them cutting Jamie Newman. The third quarterback is now Nick Mullins, who has starting experience, of course. If you recall that Eagles 49ers game last year, Nick Mullins was in the lineup for that one. So pulled. Uh, ostensibly he'll be competing with Joe Flacco for the number two job, but he probably profiles more as a number three quarterback. Uh, I don't want to call him a camp arm, but, um, unless the Eagles keep three quarterbacks, he seems to be insurance for Flacco at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no competition, right? Joe Flacco guy, you, you needed right. to give him three and a half million guaranteed in, uh, April Or whenever it was so like he's on the roster right i mean mean, there's unless he gets gets injured so i really nick mullins is why you don't sign joe flacco in uh whatever month it was for three and a half million guaranteed i mean you could get nick mullins right now uh, Nick Mullins is not a great quarter. Sorry, Zach, were you done? I know, you know, oh, yes. no, gets me no, riled no. up. So <laughs> yes, I just, yes, watched jump this in. is my only like Eagles take of the three uh, podcasts. So I'll just get it out of the way. Uh, you know, Nick Mullins is not. Good. Nick Mullins is fine as a backup. I think he's a backup caliber quarterback. Uh, he's going to be less costly. He is coming off of an injury, but, you know, 64.5% completion, 7.9 yards per attempt, 25 touchdowns, 22 interceptions uh, over the last three years. Uh, last year was 23rd in EPA per dropback. If you look at the last three years, he actually ranks 26th out of 41 qualifying quarterbacks. Joe Flacco is 36th. Yeah. Joe Flacco is 36th Mm. there. Now I think those numbers are a little bit, you know, deceiving. I don't think anyone would say Nick Mullins is the 26th best quarterback, but again, as a backup cheap quarterback, I I always viewed him as kind of like a poor man's Kirk cousins. Um, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure Bo, you have something but it's a back I mean it's a backup quarterback. What do I know, you want Go You, could, look have thrown, at the you list could have thrown anybody backup. on there. It had to be cousins. Okay. So uh anyway, the the right thing, you know, the smarter thing to do for the Eagles would have been to not sign Flacco, to wait until now, or they could have signed Mullins back then if they wanted to, uh, and had him be the backup quarterback. I don't totally understand, uh, you know. Why he's on the roster now, I guess. If, are, are they going to keep three quarterbacks? Um, is he a camp arm? Like you said, if in case one of these guys gets injured, I guess in August, then you have another quarterback where you can just plug in. So I guess those are the reasons why. So uh, I'm fine with it, but it should be uh, instead of Flacco, not a, in addition to Flacco, in my opinion
3: so i i mean i totally agree with everything you just said um they're like this is exactly why you don't sign joe flacco in the second in the first week of free agency like you wait and see what happens now mullins had uh elbow surgery so that's why that's part of the reason why he was still available uh and and lasted this long and i think he had it in january but uh yeah i mean like he's younger this is it, this is a, a totally fine signing i mean there's there's probably uh, signal that, you know, Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to bring him back as a third quarterback. And, you know, I'm sure you have to color his, uh, his numbers by playing in a quarterback friendly offense. I mean, he did get pulled. I mean, not, I would go easy good. there.
1: They had, they haven't exactly, you know, lit it up with their quarterback decisions yeah, in San fair. Francisco.
3: That's fine. That's true. Um, but like he's good. He's, he's a totally fine, would would have been a totally fine backup for them to sign. And now it's like, all it all it does is remind us about how bad the Joe Flacco signing was.
1: All right. I mean, really, we don't need to spend that much more time on it unless Zach has right. something to add
2: there. I mean, I I'm not as like sour on the Flacco signing <laughs> as you guys are. It's 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 a that relatively, wouldn't be possible. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a know. relatively small move. on I mean, the Flacco has a lot of experience. I would, I get where he is at this stage of his career. But if 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 I'm gonna put like my flag on top of the hill or whatever the expression is on something, it's not <laughs> gonna like be. That. It's, I'm in on that. I don't know if that's the expression, but I'm in on that. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be that they should have got Nick Mullins over Joe Flacco, right? Like like there's a lot of other opinions that I it's will, not like it's, it's, on, it's anybody, anybody like anybody anybody like Nick
3: Mullins. Mullins. What's that? It's the it's not like Nick Mullins over Joe Flacco. It's it's don't rush to sign Joe Flacco and then sign whoever's available like someone like a Nick Mullins. I don't know. Fair enough. It's we have a uh, we have an assignment, uh, one of these league wide assignments where, you know, they they ask one question to every uh, beat writer and uh, it was like worst offseason move. And so that was a very easy one to answer.
0: <laughs> All right. There you uh, go.
3: As for uh, as for our old friend Dick Rod, uh, two big, two big things to talk about here. One, of course, the enormous flu world order implications as uh uh, evidenced and uh, caught down by uh, our dear, dear pal, Dennis. Uh, I had Richard Rogers as a nine. Shield had him as a 15. Zach had him as an 11. So that puts me in the lead right now in the flu world order uh, of predicting whether these guys were going to come or go. Uh, Zach Ertz is still a possibility and would give uh, Zach a win. And then there's a bunch of guys, um, you know, like your. JJ, I Whitesides, a white and uh, Andre Dillard's who could, who could make an impact
1: down the road. But for now,
3: do is Brock there any the
1: scenario where I can still win this bow or am I finished? Well, we don't know. Uh, eh, let Dennis see. do the work. That's not our job. That's Dennis I feel like, if, job. I
3: think if Sudfeld comes back, no, he's he
1: signed somewhere. Oh, okay. I think
3: he gets the, I think he gets the whole year. Um, otherwise, yeah, you're pretty much done. But Zach mm. has a chance if, if something else happens. And then, of course, the other thing, uh, as was pointed out to me, maybe the the biggest uh, accomplishment of my professional career, uh, when the Eagles made this signing, Dick Rod was trending in Philadelphia.
1: Now, I thought that was a little uh, a little whiff-worthy by you, like like we're sure that you were the only one or the first one to use Dick Rod. I, I mean, I wouldn't describe that as like the most creative, you know? No, nickname. I mean it's a
3: very down the middle nickname for his name, but I certainly don't, I don't, I don't believe. That it, it was in the uh, Eagles zeitgeist until
2: I was going hard at it.
1: Zach, what do what do you think about this? You
2: know, I. Uh, you keep someone, tabs on everybody. No, but someone congratulated yeah. us. Um, <laughs> like they sent the three of us uh, when that was trending, and I wanted to respond. I have absolutely nothing to do with this. One. Yeah. No, me too. Don't don't attach me to any uh, credit on. Uh, this Richard Rogers nickname. So if Bo wants credit, by all means, you can have the Dick Rod credit.
1: Yeah, I will take it. There you go. All right. Now I did. I don't know what else we have planned for this episode. Me neither. But I did write my Eagles chapter. And so um, if you wanted me to share any nuggets in there or throw some questions your way or get into some actual Eagles talk, uh, if we lack other things to discuss here before we get to the real nonsense, then let me know and uh, I can be prepared to do that.
3: Well, why don't we uh, have, have, have you given a formal like pitch of a preview <laughs> of what you're working on?
1: No, and I, I mean I don't know that anybody cares, but uh, it's a it's just like a season preview guide basically. You know, it's going to be a chapter on every team, kind of deep dive on the um, the rosters, the analytics, the direction of the franchise, some scheme stuff. You know, just it's just an introduction, offense, defense, and then sort of a forecast, which I, I'm going to basically pick every team's record um, before I go on vacation here so uh that'll be it uh it'll be available on the athletic we're not sure when probably sometime in uh late july uh you know i don't want to compare it to the beast because it's nowhere near as good or um as useful as the beast but it'll be that type of thing where you can just kind of download it and uh you know it can get you caught up on uh, all 32 teams before they start a training camp
2: i think you need to sell it a little harder there first off i am very excited about this. I think a lot of people uh, are interested in the, in this. So give it a, a little more credit than that or a lot more credit. And I would say that uh, growing up, there was like a summer tradition for me where I would get the preview mag, you know, the college football preview magazines, the NFL preview magazines. And that is how I would get up to date on every team. Right. And uh, And and so I can't wait because this is going to be uh, an introduction for like every team. I, I'm I'm ecstatic about it,
1: and I think our our
2: listeners would share that excitement.
1: it's about so I'm about twenty years late to market here. Well, that's okay. <laughs>
2: no, but this is the new way of doing it, right? Like Dame Brugler's guy. Some
3: things never go out of style. Yeah. You know either. And- Either you, you will find that? it useful. That, that washer jingle in the background. Yeah, screen?
1: of course. I mean, it's, do, you, it's a much, do I need it's to a, send you a new washer and dryer? Do we need? Well, to this is like, like a, it's it's
3: much more pleasant than the you know the the <laughs> the grating uh, dryer buzz. It's okay. it, do you, it does sound a little bit like a when
1: you choose to do laundry. Is it Colonial you just march? <laughs> Is it like when you know a podcast is coming up in a half an hour or something in your body? <laughs> well, says, let's go do laundry. As, right now? as
3: I was uh, as I was talking about, uh, we had we had a lot of throw up on the sheets mm, last night. So right, there's, a, okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of dirty laundry that needs to be run through uh, over gotcha. the next couple of hours. OK, we, so, had, like, um, we had like four four costume changes. Uh, over the course of the night last night. Yeah,
1: it's so, disgusting. Mean, yeah, it's really <laughs> parenting is disgusting. Leela had a nosebleed last night. It's like there's always some kind of like substance coming out of your child's body. Jane was eating. Care of. Uh,
3: Jane was eating. Um, we had like like a like a ground meat uh, last night, and so when I changed her, you know, you play you play the game: is this poop or is this the food that she was eating, just mm. falling down her shirt? You know, and poor y'all...
2: Marissa is gonna have like a a rundown of this episode. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's she's gonna uh, be talking to people in the company and be like, yeah, they spent fifteen minutes on substances coming out of their,
1: of their children's. uh I mean, let's be honest. The you, don't e- you don't even play that game, right? I mean, if there's a. More than a zero percent chance that it's poop. You just well, yeah. assume it's poop. The the it's a risk reward type thing. Well, right yeah, right? I mean, not, either way, I'm not putting it in my mouth. But <laughs> oh God, all right. I'm throwing yeah, it away. You drop, but this one I was I was
3: it, this one I believe was the ground pork. So Okay. You know.
1: No, so there you go. Uh yes. The, so the guide will either put you will either be very <laughs> so into it or it will uh, it can put, help put your children to sleep, one or the other. So either way, go ahead and download it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we can talk, uh, talk about your birds chapter. I mean, otherwise, okay. we're just going to be talking dick rod for another 45 minutes.
1: Okay, so a couple things here. So, uh, you know, I, I think we drop EPA or, or I do uh, on, the, on the pod from time to time. Basically, just a, you know, performance efficiency stat like uh, DVOA, but it's not adjusted for uh, the opponent. Um, so a couple things I was looking up here. Uh, I, I looked at their splits with Hertz. Versus Wentz. And so when Wentz was the quarterback, uh, where do you think they ranked in EPA per play? 31st. 30th. 31st it is. When Hurts was the quarterback, uh, what do you, where do you think they ranked? 26th.
3: 25th.
1: They were 21st, which was higher than I was uh, anticipating yeah. there. Again, very small sample. Don't read anything into it, you know, much into it, but I, you know, it was at least, it's always a little bit useful when you look at it and say, all right, same coaching staff, same supporting cast. How did the offense perform? Uh, they were much closer to league average uh, with Hertz than they were there with, uh, with Wentz. So I thought that was somewhat interesting. Uh, Miles Sanders in some of the stats I have in there, you know, what is, what is your Miles Sanders take? going into this season like what do you think the eagles have in him
3: i I think my miles sanders take is that they should be running him into the ground over the next two years
1: wow i mean miles if you're listening i'm sorry that's my take
3: (laughs) my my take is like let 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 him eat over the next two years and then let him go
1: okay
2: yeah, I, I don't think they 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 did much justice to him last year because I would think by this point we would know what he is. And there was so much optimism about him after year one, and rightfully so. He showed so much promise, especially as a pass catcher. And then last year he was a, a big playback, right? We spoke in last week's pod about five-plus yards per carry, but he had those big runs. He wasn't used like a featured back. And so I, I think this is the year where you're trying to – Ascertain what he is, and uh, to to Bo's point, he's eligible for contract extension next off season. Uh, I I don't think you can pay a running back good money in his second contract unless you think the guy can be like a top of the league back, and uh, I don't know that yet about Miles Sanders. So this is a pivotal year in determining his future. You know, I'm I'm not saying you want a guy for like uh you know a six year deal or whatever, but you, you might want to have, you know, years four to six in his career, uh, locked down. And, and if that's the case, they're going to need to know that by the end of this season.
3: And I think uh, the, well, oh, no, I was going to say just on the, on the, the pass catching thing. I mean, like it's, we talked about it so much last season where like the connection with him and, and Wentz just seemed, um, you know, bewitched, I guess, like they, like they just could not get on the same page. Um, And you would expect that seeing what he did as a rookie, that 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 is going to rebound. I mean, I think he's I think he's good. I think he's a a top third of the league running back. And I think you can probably replace him in three years.
1: Yeah, I I find him to be a pretty confounding player because uh, on one hand, Uh, What Zach said, the the numbers bear it out. Sanders had three runs of 50-plus yards. You know, that that was tied for the lead in the NFL. So that is going to juice your yards per carry at the same time. He does have that uh, home run ability. But there's this stat called success rate that uh, our uh, true media uh, has. And basically, it just looks at was it a positive play or a negative play based on EPA. And he ranked 15th out of 70 players in success rate and so that would suggest that he's a little more consistent mm-hmm. than maybe he gets credit for it's not always boom or bust but i think the film grinders would uh, you know look at it and say all right he doesn't always hit the hole he doesn't no, always so go right, with the play yeah. Yet. yeah right so um I, you know i just i have like a tough time um figuring out what i think of him as a player. So, you know, certainly will be uh, someone to watch this year in terms of Bo, You mentioned his receiving numbers. Yeah, it was a disaster. I mean, Wentz to him last year was like one of the worst combinations I've ever seen uh, co- covering a team. And the numbers bear that out as well. Uh, they had him down for a lot of drops. Like they had him down for the highest drop rate of any player who was targeted at least 50 times. Um, I think there were, I would have to go back and look at it. I felt a lot like of they, those
3: were on Carson.
1: Yeah, it seemed like, you know, there were there were some of those plays you're just like that was a terrible pass. That was a terrible pass. But maybe you should have had him. So, um that's something else to uh keep in mind there with Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. His numbers as a runner were pretty interesting. Uh, only Josh Allen had a better success rate than uh, Jalen Hurts uh, among players with at least 60 carries. However, do you know how many fumbles Jalen Hurts had last year? Mhm.
3: Well, this is the quarterback. And some of them were yeah. Kelsey
1: snaps, right? right. Yeah. Some of the yeah, there were yeah. like
3: three of them that were Kelsey snaps, or okay, like that. But yeah, so what was it like? Eleven? He was
1: he was charged with nine fumbles, okay, which was just too short of the uh, of the league high, and he I mean, he played thirty mm-hmm. percent of the snaps. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that would be something else to go. Like these are all things to go. It is. He, a it was. A, it was an issue in college
3: on. too. It is. A, it. it yeah. I mean, the numbers are a little bit inflated, but it's a real thing.
1: So that, like some of these quarterbacks, it's the same thing with with Josh Allen and there's a, a couple others where like their running numbers are really good when they take off, good things happen. But the fumbles are such like, uh, you know, low floor plays that can kind of change the course of a game that if you can't get that corrected, it's sort of like, all right, what do you do with this guy? Now, I think with Hurts, you have to include him as a big part of the run game if you're going to maximize his talent. Uh, I am curious to see, though, like what Sirianni's approach is with that because it's not like he's coached these quarterbacks that have a similar skill set to, uh, right. to J- Jalen Hurts. So it's I don't not, know what and, they're going to do there.
3: And it, I mean, not to, not to uh, belabor the point, but it goes back to Flacco because like if you're going to, if you're going to give Jalen Hurts the best chance to succeed and if you want to get the most out of Jalen Hurts, implementing him into the running game is a, is a huge part of what would make him as good as possible and what would make the offense as good as possible, and so it's weird to sign a guy like Joe Flacco as the backup because it indicates that you're not building the offense that way. And you know that's fine; you you, you want to build what offense you want, but you're not tailoring the entire offense to his particular skill set like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson in year two uh, when you're signing a guy like Flacco. So um, it's it it's like a little bit of a concern that they're not giving hurts necessarily the best chance to be his most the most successful version of himself.
2: and why do you think what? that? Why do I think what? you know, I mean I, th- I think that just by hurts having the chance to start, they're giving him a chance to be the most successful version of himself, right like like how many how many but if they're second trying round to picks- make
3: him be like a pocket passer um, and discouraging him from uh, pulling the ball and running with it when that's part of what makes him like that's what made him good last year when he was good. What I mean? He ran for like like what four hundred yards? It was it would have been yeah. it would have been a thousand yard
2: season over the course of a year. Um, no, I I I see your point. I I just think like if if you're Jalen Hurts, just having this pathway to the starting job is is more than almost anyone in your situation. And when I say your situation, I mean a second round pick who was drafted to a team that had a quarterback signed to you know a a, a nine figure contract. Um, that's that's like positioning him to succeed as as much as anyone could. The the fact that they cleared the pathway for him to start and show whether he can be the quarterback or not. Well, I mean,
3: they're not announcing him as the starter. It's not like, you know, they're not, it's not like they're building the Jalen Hurts offense.
1: Well, I was going to ask you this. Is there uh, there a non-zero percent chance that Jalen Hurts does not start week one, injuries aside? That a healthy Jalen Hurts does not start in Week One is there like a, is there a one percent chance or more that the I coaches will look acting, at this yeah. in training camp and I, you know yeah, something I, will catch their eye and their evaluation will say we are going with somebody else so. Let me. Uh, uh,
2: uh, I, I guess the caveat to the question is somebody else on the roster it, who's on, on the, the roster, roster. Somebody now. on the roster. Yeah. And no. I, Flacco I think. Or Mullins. Yeah. I don't think Flacco or Mullins are the Week One starters. Not non-injury, non-COVID yes, related. Exactly. Now, I and I keep saying this. Like, un, uh, I will not rule out. I will just. Not, I will not dismiss the Deshaun Watson possibility um, until like there is some type of definitive understanding of what's going on with Watson this season. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, if you're just looking at the quarterbacks on the roster,
1: then no, I, I think Jalen Hurts will start as long as he's healthy. I mean, I'd I'd sort it, of I'd feel like, give it, like
3: give it one turkey at least.
1: Yeah, I sort of feel like it's a it's at least one percent. I don't know, one to three percent. I don't think it's likely, but if you're a first time head coach and you're preaching competition. What happens if Jalen Hurts comes out and has a terrible training camp? Uh, Nick Mullins is like the kind of guy that like it feels like coaches are like, all right, you know, we like a Nick Mullins. The The ball's going where it's supposed to. You know, he's he, he's operating uh, from You're the already Mullins
3: over Flacco. That's interesting.
1: So, I'm not I'm not going to entertain the possibility that, you know, anybody is going to have to watch Joe Flacco. I could be wrong. You know what's funny, <laughs>
3: though? I It was funny at, at, at that practice, uh, that one we got to see, like. It, it, Joe Flacco has such a distinct throwing motion. It is like, it is kind of cool to see it in person. Like, you know, he it's the kind of throwing motion where like, you know, if you just saw the silhouette uh, and you didn't see like who it was, you would know it was Joe Flacco's uh, throwing motion. It's kind of yeah, fun.
1: True. I mean, if Joe Flacco the quarterback, they should, ju- they need to be just throwing 40, 50 yard bombs every play. Like if they do anything <laughs> other than that uh, to their I mean, to to five, disappoint. ten receiving crew. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like what happens in that scenario? If Hertz is terrible in training camp in the preseason and one of the other guys is a lot better, they still go with Hertz. I mean, how, how bad must the quarterback be? I don't in know. In a controlled setting, it, you know, like
2: that's, that's what I don't, you know, it, it would have to be a Clayton Thorson like summer. <laughs>
1: oh man, uh, poor Smart Smart Clayton, poor. for Thorson. Sorry, Clayton. His middle name is Clayton, by the way. Yeah, for the
2: for there to be any, <laughs> I I just think that Jalen Hurts is like precisely the player who would seem to do well in a controlled setting. And he and had some oh, good. Nice. It, it was that, good but he was La- pretty good at
1: training camp. At least the camp, practices yeah. I came to last summer, I was a little smitten First with. Day him.
3: He hits Quez Watkins on a bomb down the right sideline. Everybody remembers that.
1: And they're trying to tell me Nate Sudfeld's going to be the backup over him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, literally I was at, like at one practice. One that throw. was my
2: take. I remember. Yeah, no, the one exact practice, same thing. I mean, and
1: my initial take was like, late, right. like to right. be fair, Doug
2: Peterson to his, you know, to his word, week one, Nate Sudfeld was the backup quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah, it lasted one literally week,
3: week two. It yeah.
2: lasted one week, but for week one, Nate Sudfeld was the backup quarterback.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone.
1: Okay. Uh, some some other numbers with Hertz here. Uh, you know, uh, Next Gen Stats tracks this expected completion percentage, where they look at uh, the distance, the separation of the receiver, where the throw is on the field, how much pressure the quarterback's under, and they kind of label, all right, that throw had this percent chance of being completed, and then they come come up with a total uh, percentage. What do you think Jalen Hurts' expected completion you guys understand that, right? The expected completion percentage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh what do you think it where do you think it ranked among the 41 qualifying quarterbacks? So 30. like the 30 37th. These are the types of throws he was making, not whether he made them. Know what I'm saying? Oh, uh yeah. I see. So this I, is the I degree of me. difficulty okay. Okay. with the throw, not not whether his accuracy was good. It was uh, you know what the expected completion percentage is for every quarterback.
3: Uh, Then I would say, and and so what, one is the easiest?
1: Uh, Yeah, like 41 would be the guy who's making kind of the highest degree of difficulty throws. One would be, man, they're scheming stuff up for him. All these throws should be completed. Uh, 27th. I will go 28th. 41st. Really? Last. So if you're looking at now this, so so there are a few layers to like this stat, right? One is you can look at it and say, wow, coaches are doing him no favors. Look at these, Mm -hmm. you know, throws he's, he's attempting, you can look at the supporting cast, man, they must be getting no separation. Um, You know, he's making, he's making difficult throws, but the quarterback does play a role. Right. right? Also, he's
3: not necessarily throwing it when he should.
2: Right.
1: Right. right. We don't. Yes. That that is the part that. All right. Maybe he's he's choosing the wrong receiver uh, to throw the ball to that kind of thing. But I did think that was pretty interesting. And like a number two, you can sort of track this year. Is he getting to make easier throws? But he was making harder throws basically than any other for whatever reason than any other quarterback um, who played last year. So I I thought that was interesting. He was also
3: still below expectation on what he did complete. Right.
1: Correct. Yes, he he was. Um, he he completed fifty two percent of his passes, and his expected completion percentage was fifty five point five, which is well, really terrible. But that helps
3: though. I mean that. Yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're buying the upside, like right. Hopefully, hopefully he's not going to be f- throwing passes that are an expected completion percentage of fifty five.
1: Right, and if you're buying the upside, a couple numbers: uh, seven point two yards per attempt is certainly not bad for a first time player. And uh, if you look at EPA per play. He actually ranked uh, 21st in that, which is sort of an in you know, inefficiency right. thing. And that takes into account the scrambles also. So just basically what was happening when he dropped back to pass? What was the result? Uh, like, that's not bad. Wentz was 31st in EPA per play. So again, he was, he was giving you more than Wentz was um, last year. But I think a big key is going to be can they scheme up easy completions for him uh, in this offense better than the previous coaching staff did. So, I, I, I mean, if they can't,
3: then they shouldn't last more than a year.
1: Yes, I guess to what degree? Right. I, I should yeah. say not uh, completely. Uh, Dallas Goddard, <laughs> my boy. I thought, uh, you know, if you, if you look at all the stats for like Zach's point too, <laughs> they're pass catchers. I mean, it's terrible, right? The whole offense was a disaster. No one's going to look good. Uh, where do you think he ranked in yards per route run among 45 qualifying tight ends?
3: Does Dick Rod qualify?
1: No. Okay, Thank he, been, he didn't. He he, been, been, he, didn't, he didn't run two hundred routes. That was my been ninth, arbitrary number.
3: Um,
1: Lemur checking in from the ninth. zoo. Uh, Defop Lemur checking in from the zoo. Zoo. He's rocking in the rocking the birds with friends T-shirt, and he got his first. That's a great podcast from a stranger. So nice shout out. Oh, shout I appreciate out, that. Shout out to the zoo crowd.
3: Yeah, we're big. We're, we're big with zoos. I like that. And Zach, you had a good.
2: Uh, you had a good uh, drop in from one of your brothers. Oh, yes. He said, uh, he said, shotgun. Uh, he said, shotgun, or I'm sorry, not shotgun, water gun. He said, water gun. To That's my much head different. During <laughs> a meeting at work, and his coworkers uh looked at him. I guess they're not listeners. So the- I i will also say, the same brother. I mean, shotgun to the head. What I do that? <laughs> yeah. The same Please brother. don't,
1: don't make, do uh, not make that a thing.
2: This, this same brother had, had, um, A very honest critique of uh, my performance on the pod last week. Missed Bo, missed Bo in the host chair. Wow, I was way way too stilted as a host. I need to be much more natural. (laughs) You know, I. He said I sounded like I was interviewing Shield. I I I need to be much more conversational. It's. He he said it seemed like I just met Shield. Not that we've (laughs) known each other for years. So uh, it was. uh, Look, that's that's the type of criticism that that uh, that I that I need. I I, will I, say too,
3: I enjoyed listening to the show on the drive back from, uh, from the beach last, last Friday.
1: I will say two things there. Uh, one is uh, it's, you know, I thought you did a great job, but it is about reps. I mean, Bo, For, how many, you know, mm-hmm. Bo never gives us a chance to host that. So, you know, he's hosted probably 95% of the shows, maybe higher. And so, you know, it would be bad if he was not uh, more natural in that position, than we are. And number two is, uh, I think that's beautiful that your brother <laughs> gave you that feedback. Really? I think one of the biggest issues people have is they don't have people in their lives. Who will like uh, you know? Tell them how it is. It could be with anything. It could be with very little things like you know uh, something they're they're wearing. We're like, dude, what are you doing? You look like a complete clown right now. Like you cannot do that. Like you need. And I I you know for me it's probably more in the friends category. You know there are certain actions that uh, actually we just had like a a situation like uh, this. My wife, I I won't get into too many details, but basically my wife was telling me about something uh, you know that an acquaintance of hers uh, was happening. And I said, like, uh, you know, uh, how are the people around this person allowing that to happen? Like, mm-hmm. that's a bad life decision. And someone needs to tell them. I was like, if I tried to pull what this person is trying to pull, my friends would be like all over me. Like, what are you yeah. doing? You can't do that. And so it's, it's a very underrated, like. That You need that is like a very important thing in life to help you not make uh, terrible decisions. You need people sort of uh, shooting you straight, giving you feedback like that without, uh, you know, hurt feeling. And maybe there will be some hurt feelings. Well, at times, but I was going to okay. say
3: one very delicate version of that. How do you feel about like, let's say a friend has a significant other that uh, everybody, everybody in the friend group believes is not the right person for them?
1: Well, like, have they? Have I mean, are they married, or is this like? No, uh, not married. Um, yeah, that's a delicate one. It's a very delicate one. I, uh, on one hand, I I feel like it's hard. You don't want to, you know, everyone's relationship is different, and so it's hard to always be sure about that. But if there are like deal breaking tendencies there, Mm -hmm. um you know, you, you might have to voice those. I don't know. I don't think I've ever voiced those. I, you know, I, m- my friends have, have made, I, I think good decisions with their uh, significant <laughs> others who I like. So I, I don't know that I've actually been, I'm trying to think if I've ever been in that exact situation. And I don't think I have,
2: I think it it, it would need to be something like so egregious that Right. You know, you, you, it, it can't just be like, I don't like this it's person. I don't like being around them. It, 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 oh, it, Bo, you it, have a
1: specific thing
2: you're dealing with I have with a specific right one. Oh, and what's okay. a,
3: what, what is, what it's, it's the kind <laughs> of thing where um everybody was just hoping that this thing would, uh you know, take its course naturally. And yeah. it did. They broke up and everyone was like, oh, like, thank God. Like you, that is so good. Like that person was just toxic to you.
2: I hope this woman's uh, listening right now, right? <laughs>
3: Well, it's, it's actually the reverse <laughs> oh, The, reverse uh, the guy point. the guy is the is just like one of the worst one of the worst guys uh, gotcha. without being like you know physically violent um and then they got yes. back together and so it's like well we can't just take back what we said
1: yeah all right so the person knows yeah. how you feel everyone feels about it yeah all right well at that point there's nothing else you can do well, to, yeah, exactly. I mean, unless, yeah, like you said, if a song is, you know, it, it's not like no one is uh, in, in danger, danger. Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um. So you know, you you that that's actually a good scenario. Like you you've been able to speak your piece, and I feel like um, now, if if uh, is it a she? Yes. Okay. So if she is probably, you know, those thoughts are in her head, that feedback's in her head, where if she's weighing the pros and cons of this relationship going forward, uh, you've delivered that feedback. So that, that probably, you know, I think you did everything you could there.
2: Okay. To uh, shields, point wow, about, this like, got having, intense. Jeez,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Louise, what were we even talking about here? To I shields got a spreadsheet out. up here <laughs> with Boston Scott and Richard Rogers. That's funny because
3: <laughs> I have a spreadsheet up here with the list of uh, 36 starting caliber quarterbacks oh. and uh, <laughs> some updates on their vaccine statuses to get to.
2: But <laughs> well, uh, uh, real quick, to end this conversation, man, and to get back to what we we're talking about with Dal Scotter, uh, to uh, to shields point about having people uh, be honest with you, like I have a bulletin board at my desk, right? And, and and you know the term bulletin board material? Well, I literally have something written up here um, from one of my brothers from December 20th. Uh, your Friday notes are getting stale, should be more like Zach Lowe's. And- <laughs> Oh jeez, oh <laughs> and, uh, and I add that up on my uh on my bulletin board as as like <laughs> motivation. Like you need to be more creative. You need to you know you can't you know you need that's to. That's tough. Find, no, God, I is, think
1: that's great. Honestly, this is
2: important. This is important, right? You, you, the complacency is the worst character, or not the worst characteristic, but in our business, it's such a bad thing when when if if you feel like someone's getting complacent. So well, absolutely, I gotta say,
3: I also gotta say, like. If anyone's work at the end of the Eagles season, like December of 2020, wasn't getting stale, you know,
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair I'd like enough. to meet yeah. that person. Fair enough. That I mean, that's a that's a brother who cares about his, You know, his, his brother's profession and wants him to succeed. Like he's not just being a jerk about it. I mean, he's, he's consuming the content and giving valuable feedback. It's fantastic. Absolutely. And, that's how and, that's how these relationships should yeah. work.
2: I agree. I agree. It makes you better.
3: Now, do you do you have a chance to uh, you know return serve? as this goes do you, do you have a chance to tell him this he's is not doing a good job <laughs> well, so he does take
1: it as feedback he's like have you been able to crush him on anything no recently? but i mean i
3: don't want it's got i don't want it to be a one-way street here i don't want zach no, to be so the only one getting criticized
2: from all the brothers no first off it's not criticized i mean like they'll compliment me if there's a good story or if, if there's a good podcast or if, I'm, if i have a point that that
3: they, but that do you they get like. to review his books and say oh, it looks <laughs> like you made a bad deal <laughs> but, here so, yeah you know, but you the, got a little lazy but,
2: but no, but that's that's the nature of our job, right? Is is that like we have a public facing job. You know, I, I can't look at what they do and 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 yeah, and, and I think like, this was a bad the, deal, you, you get made. the
3: opportunity to sit yeah. in on a couple meetings.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you should have should have pushed harder here or should I tried a different negotiating tactic yeah. there, right? So uh but 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 that's good. That's that's
3: what and then like recommend and then recommend he, you know, he'd be more like uh, you know, some some famous uh Warren Buffett. Yeah, you could you, you could have you could have gone a little more Buffett here.
2: <laughs> I, sh- I should ask him permission before I talk about him next time. Let's mm. let's 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 roll back to Dallas Goddard. Did
1: we uh, <laughs> did we answer the question where he was no. in yards per outrun? I said I was going to say like nine. Um, I was going to say twelve. Eighth.
2: Eighth, okay. Man, so like pretty, in a, uh, in, in a, a, a horrendous
1: offense, that's a nice efficiency number there. If you're buying Dallas Goddard in this increased role, uh, assuming he can stay healthy, having a monster season, uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, that that would suggest maybe there is some potential, uh, potential there for him. All right, let me see. What else did I have here? Um, the offensive line stats I thought were better than I expected. If you like mm-hmm. um ESPN's pass block win rate, which it's is crazy. Yeah. It, and again, I think we talked about this a lot during the season, probably where we don't agree it was this good, but basically they just measure using the chips, uh, the the GPS trackers, how uh, often a quarterback is pressured within two and a half seconds of the snap. So basically it's saying, all right, you know, that's the offensive line's job. Give them two and a half seconds. Anything after that, if you get pressured, like the, the scheme's bad, the coaching's bad. The quarterback has to get rid of the ball. Uh, they ranked. Where I had it here 11th, 12th. I don't know where it went. All right. I think it was 11th. I think it was 11th in, uh, yes, 11th in pass block win rate. I'll tell you what's interesting about this. Where do you think the Colts ranked last year in that stat? 16th. Uh, I'll go 15th. They were 12th. So, you mm. know, it, the argument that went is going to be, you know, right. ha- uh, great with this much improved offensive line now I do think the Colts offensive line is uh, probably better than the Eagles and I'm assuming that the Eagles guys are not going to all stay healthy because they've got three guys 31 or older but I don't know that it's going to be this like major upgrade and I think as Jim, I think Jimmy Kemsky pointed this out but like it's not like 2018 and 2019 the Eagles were trotting out a terrible offensive line you know like right. like Wentz has played behind for the majority of his career he's played behind a really good offensive line so, um, that, that's something to keep in mind as you're rooting against the Colts, uh, but rooting for Wentz to stay on the field so that the Eagles get that, uh, the draft pick they're looking for. Well,
3: and it was one of the most interesting parts of Jeff Stadlin's press conference. I thought, um, is he, he sort of caught himself. He was, he was starting to say that, you know, what, what we did last year was probably my best coaching job. Yes. Yes. And he sort of caught himself because he didn't <laughs> want, you know, now listen, like I, all, like nobody wants to win more than me. I care about when winning more than anything, like that's the number one goal. But the point is that like getting all of these, I mean, you know, we talked about it. They were like 14 different offensive line combinations. They had like, you know, 12 different starters or something like that. And that they were able to like just tread water and be average was like, it was unbelievable that, that he was able to accomplish. Yeah. he, he,
2: He gave the example of, of watching a Giants game. Uh, and seeing, yeah, uh, Jordan Myelata and so Opetta on like yeah. a combo block, Amazing. knocking Just buttering me up, throwing yeah. Sue in there it was really mm-hmm. nice, uh, knocking the Giants defensive linemen on their butt for. A, like a seven yard gain by Boston Scott. Right. And, and right. like the, the implication there is like, this should not be happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, that does well, have to be that, cool as a coach. I it's mean, he's putting like, a
1: lot of time with those guys.
3: Right. It's, it's, I think it's not that it shouldn't be happening right. and it's more just like this was such an unknown, like exactly. I had no yes, idea that's, that's how this point. was going to go. Yeah. that and that, that, to, yeah, that's, to, that's to awesome. actually see the exactly. fruits of my labor is
2: really cool. Exactly. But, but that like, if, you know, not to take away from, from Stoutland, but there's, if, if he's watching the 2017 tape and he sees Lane Johnson and, and Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelsey on the right side of the line, oh. like that's that's great coaching right there, obviously. But also those guys would probably thrive. Right. Regardless, you know, uh, for my lot and opetta that do that with Boston Scott behind them against a good defensive line, you know, that that says something about the way you're coaching these guys up.
1: They had 11 different starting offensive linemen. And if you count the Brooks injury, which, you know, it was the offseason, so I I don't know whether you Mm -hmm. should or not, but their starters, projected five starters from like the spring, missed a total of 40 games Mm. last year. So it's kind of like when you're looking at at it this year, You know, they've got, again, they've got three guys who are 31 or older. Those guys are probably going to get, you know, somebody's going to get injured at some point. You're going to miss some games, but it was pretty dramatic last year. You know, if you look at football outsiders adjusted games lost, they had the most injured offensive line by far in the entire NFL last year. So, you know, I feel like I don't some think of it's the... a
3: stretch. I don't think it's a stretch. Like if you're, if you're talking yourself into the Eagles, you know, overperforming. I don't think it's yes. a stretch that they could have a top five offensive line this year. That's uh, that's not, I, crazy. Yeah, I
1: would agree with that. I was going to say top 10, but yeah. yeah, if, you know, who knows if those guys each play uh, 12, 13 games, then it, certainly it could be, Uh, Very good. So some of these numbers, like if you're uh, this time of year, every fan base wants to be hopeful, right? You don't want to go into a season being like, we're going to suck. What draft pick are we going to get? So I I thought those were just some of the things that I looked at that kind of um, surprised me a little bit. And then the last things I would say is um, just overall in adjusted games lost. They were the third most injured team last year. Uh, They had the uh, they had a very tough schedule when you just look at uh, DVOA. Last year, I believe. And this year, they have the third easiest schedule if you're looking at MGM's uh, projected win totals. And uh, good again,
3: synergy, good good, company synergy by you there.
1: There you go. So those are some of the things that uh, stood out.
0: All right. <clears throat> Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirectTV.com. Requires high-speed internet connected Gemini
3: device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about these quarterbacks, huh? Okay.
1: Oh, is this what we're doing? Okay.
3: We've got uh, we. You know, I always I don't know if how you guys when you like think about you run down the teams in the league in your head. Where do you start? You I mean you go division by division in your head, right? But where do you yes. start?
1: I go to. I go to the uh, ESPN, uh, you know, not, sorry, I'm not being a company. No, mania. no, you're doing it in your head. Yeah, like... Oh, in, in my if head? If you're trying your to head, like, teams, like, Let's say you're just yeah. thinking
3: of the 32 teams in your yeah, head. I start in the East.
1: I think I start in the AFC East. I, I start probably. the
3: AFC East. Interesting, really? And then okay. I go, yeah, AFC East. Uh, and then so- I switch up South, North, depending on just which one comes to mind first, then the West, and then I cycle through the NFC. So...
1: Okay, just thanks for
3: that. How, I wanted to see how you guys' minds work. Yeah. You know? uh, so Zach Wilson, we start with, um, declined to answer whether uh, he is uh, getting the vaccine. Now, I will read from uh, I will read from this blogger who wrote this. Uh, his, his name is Florio. What a segment. Um,
1: And <laughs> Oh, I was wondering. I was it's like... Just,
3: <laughs> uh, here, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I don't this know. This was not on the run, now. I don't know how was. anyone <laughs> could read through all of this uh jets quarterback zach wilson uh called it a personal matter uh while it's a personal decision insofar as each person has to make the decision for himself or herself it shouldn't be it's i mean who could read who could read all of this uh so anyway zach wilson has declined to answer i think that's a that's a no for him as we would have expected based off his uh, mother's instagram uh josh allen of the buffalo bills um has also indicated that he uh, has not been or will not be vaccinated. He says what the right answer is and how to go about it. We're not sure. And we're trying to get a conclusion. But at are the you same really going to
1: go through 32? We're letting, these, by the way,
3: well, not everybody's on the record, but I'm going to, I am going to go through and there's 36 because there's a couple quarterback competition. Uh, but at the same time, we're letting everybody make their own personal decision on this matter. And that's really all I have to say about that. Okay. So over two. Uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa has not uh, talked about it, but the Dolphins are one of the two teams that have already passed the threshold, the 85% threshold, according to Albert Breer. So maybe, maybe he's done it. That's uh, We'll give him a speculative yes.
1: Well, just real, really quickly in terms of this part of this that's actually newsworthy, uh, like we're going to know, right? I mean, there are different <laughs> protocols in place. <laughs> For players who have been vaccinated and not vaccinated, I, I didn't actually get to read well, through all all of, all of I mean, those. There, but isn't there are that much true?
3: different protocols. But I don't know if we're like are, we're not going to get to see them getting tested every day, right? But I don't know. They have to wear ma- They have to wear masks if they're not vaccinated.
1: I think so. On, I on believe so, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah the NFL right.
2: is making it like. Uh, I mean, they can't require it, or I suppose, or right. perhaps they can, but it has to be collectively bargained. But they're um, making. But they're making. It but as, they're, making yeah. they're really incentivizing uh, being vaccinated.
1: Yeah, I think it, I Yeah, I think part of their strategy, and you know, I, I don't know that I. I know Bodo's it, uh is going to want to give anyone credit, but I, I mean, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting strategy. Where if you're really pushing it, like you're not just going to be able to say it's a personal matter. It it's sounds possibly.
3: Like. It's possibly the single uh, best thing that Roger Goodell's ever done.
1: Okay, there you go. So yeah, I, I think like just with the protocols in place, once media starts covering these practices, uh, it will be pretty obvious who has been vaccinated and who has chosen not to be vaccinated. Uh,
3: Cam Newton uh, hasn't said anything. He had COVID last year. So um, I don't know if that means he's going to be more or less willing. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, Nick Saban has been very pro vaccine, but uh, Mac Jones has some odious politics. So uh, not sure there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence Hasn't talked about it, but I would imagine that um, his head coach's wife is urging him not to get the vaccine. But the,
1: but the politics thing, I, I mean, I, I, like I ju- I, I'm frankly uh, have not paid a lot of um, attention to the quarterbacks like you have, but I, I don't know. Is it a like, no. I, I don't even know if it's fair to frame it as I poli- I don't think it's fair to frame this as a not political always, thing.
3: not always. No. Okay. I mean, I mean your fo- your favorite moronic. former
1: president got vaccinated, right?
3: Well, I mean, he had no choice. Um but yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is I think it is like uh, I think it is disqualifying if you're a quarterback to not get the vaccine. Like your whole job is to um, accurately assess information and make good decisions. And uh, to be this uh, selfish and stupid, uh, I think, it tells me that like you don't have what it takes upstairs to be good. But then again, Tom Brady's probably not going to get it. So what do I know?
1: Uh, I don't, re- yeah, I don't really understand why why somebody would choose a s- a specifically, like you said, I don't understand why a quarterback in the NFL would choose not to get vaccinated. I don't understand why. Uh, I don't want to get into that, <laughs> the deep conversation in this. I have trouble understanding the the logic of you know anybody not wanting to get vaccinated. Now, if at, there is uh, one,
3: if there is one quarterback in the NFL who has a reason to distrust doctors, it would be Tyrod Taylor.
1: That's true. Hmm.
3: So I don't know about him. Uh, what do you oh, guys I, I
1: thought you were going to give me something. Like no, I don't did. have no, no, that. I, yeah.
3: I just have like, he's the only guy I would forgive. Okay. Uh, uh, Carson Wentz, what do you guys think?
2: I have no shotgun idea. to your head. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I would. Okay. Guess. I'll just
3: give you the guys here who have, uh, who have some newsworthy stuff. Um,
1: oh, we're still going. Okay. Lamar
3: Jackson declined to answer. That's disappointing. Um, Joe Burrow seems like a speculative yes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has gotten the vaccine. As but has. then
1: later, Lamar Jackson said something like, I don't know, it sounded like maybe he has. So maybe he I, I don't has. know. He just didn't
3: yeah. want to get into it. Um, Herbert has and uh, has been trying to evangelize it in the locker room, uh, although the, the Chargers have one of the lowest rates in the league. He's uh, a biology supposedly. major. Biology major. Matt Ryan has gotten it and been very vocal. So shout out to uh, Zach's former
1: <laughs> baseball rival in Axton uh, Mall Mr. Bulkies. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Russell Ryan Wilson be insulted
2: to think that he's my old baseball <laughs> rival. Oh, uh, that's his number. He that's has the number no one thing on his I it's am. probably
3: going on his tombstone. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson did a PSA thing about the vaccine with uh, with his wife so it would have been a little bit hypocritical for him not to get it. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, he's not going to put that poison in his body. Who are we kidding? Um, Joe now uh, Joe Judge has a very weird quote. Um in which he said, uh, "The answer is yes. I did get vaccinated, but I want to make something clear. That's not any kind of statement, all right? One way or the other, that's, <laughs> that's pure and simple." We were at, like, "He's, he's like, he's like, he's mad at himself for getting it." Like,
2: <laughs> no, I just don't think like, he wants to. Why? Well, I, I don't know. He,
3: isn't that a very? Why funny...
2: is it controversial? I don't. know, Why is it I don't controversial? Understand.
3: I mean, you're the head oh, coach, too. Oh, I missed too. that like,
1: one. Awesome. He was so nervous about it.
3: Like, I mean, he, you know, he's, he, he, he thinks it makes him not as tough, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, uh, we know, has not gotten it um, and said he hasn't gotten it. I think that's about, oh, Kirk Cousins, of course. I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. And, of course, Matt Stafford has a, a wife who was very uh, anti-mask. So who knows how that worked out.
2: Okay, there you
1: go. I like the, what was the Bruce Arians quote? I thought that was fantastic. Uh, about bringing the expert in? Or the specialist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What said, did a he specialist. say? I, I, I'm the
2: expert. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly.
2: I don't think the quarterback's going to
3: follow his lead. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Okay. Um,
3: all right. Uh, my uh, You wanted to get my thoughts on last week's show, Sheil. Uh, I thought it was very good. I only had one note, and that was, um, it didn't seem like Zach caught that you just made up a person's name at one point.
1: Oh, I did I did I do that on purpose
3: no, well, or I, I don't know, someone's you, name up. You said uh, whoever it was that who you said is the new Titans offensive coordinator never heard of the guy.
1: Oh yeah, I hadn't either until I wrote the Titans chapter. I oh, don't he, I feel bad.
2: He's he's the former Raiders
3: Todd Downing. On, yeah, 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 He's the former Raiders no, no, offensive That's Raider. not a real person. Come on.
1: It's <laughs> absolutely he was their tight oh, That's someone's me.
3: playing a joke on us. That's not a real thing. Okay. Should we
1: give a Sixers take since this one's going to be out uh, in time? Yeah, let's do it. Do you have anything to say?
3: That was ugly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm tough, ready. Though. I'm. I, I don't. I don't. This is not. Uh, this is not a new. I don't
2: take. want to call the fight prematurely,
3: though. No, but I mean, I'm. I'm. I've seen enough of of uh, of Ben Simmons. I know that that's. I know that that's uh reactionary, but like, come on. Let's get let's get a new running mate in here for for the big guy. Uh,
1: I thought for me that the Sixers loss helped me realize that I really have no emotional attachment to like any sports teams anymore. Mm. Uh, this, will, I mean, that that uh, I feel like people do find that weird, and uh, it will it will anger some. But no, like I agree I, with that. I didn't really feel anything at the end of that, and and I was sort of like you know thinking towards the end like wow this will really be like a memorable moment if they actually blow this like this will be much more memorable if you're a Sixers fan in 10 years you'll be talking about this game more than if they won by 12 and um so uh, I don't know I mean it's sort of been uh like withering away I would say over the years I was certainly a big Sixers fan uh back in the day I still watch the games and like following them but I really don't feel anything when teams uh, win or lose anymore i don't know if that's a sign of old age yeah, normalize,
3: normalize a sociopathic uh, fandom you know what do you mean like not feeling anything but still paying attention and, and like but, following
2: i, I mean well, look I, oh, or i'm sorry go on shoot. no go ahead
3: no i i agree with that i mean i it it's hard for me to get like like really emotionally invested um uh-huh. Like I still pay attention to way too many sports and follow lots of sports way too closely and lots of teams, but like in terms of like my emotional reaction, I'm 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 with you. I mean, it's basically reserved for uh, you know like a team that my sister is coaching.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say if it's if I have a like uh, forthcoming news on that front, maybe. Oh,
4: like,
1: uh, oh, oh. Summer, yeah. Uh, if I have a strong take on something, then of course you want to be right. So it's like, oh, sure. if, if I made a big prediction on something, then like, that's what I'm rooting for. Um, or you if, put a little lettuce on it. That's
3: really what, you you're you're, that's what you're trying. That's what you're trying. That's the yes. reason to put lettuce on it is to, is Which to give happened, yourself a reason right. to, yeah.
1: Which that, ha- that's been happening a lot. And that will continue to happen a lot throughout <laughs> the, uh, throughout the summer as a a, a, a very fun way to follow some of these games. Yeah, we need, uh, we need
3: Tony Fina to make a run here
1: brad rudder on jeopardy i would say that's the last uh, time that's, i felt really I think, emotional yeah. and like intense about it um and i'm sure once my that kids, is that is it
3: we i think we said it at the time but like yeah. that is my most pure fandom
1: i would agree with that or uh i'm sure one, when and if my kids choose to play sports or are right. competing in anything that will be intense but it was different i wasn't sure if it was just the sixers team you know i i do feel like it's a weird team it's sort of like um all the arguments around this team are very exhausting. Like, you yeah, know, it's so
3: true. From I mean, like, I, I the even hanky, like bringing up the Simmons thing, like
1: right from the Hinky Truther stuff, you know, like I, I was never like uh, on like one end or, or the other with that. Um the Simmons stuff, you know, it, it's almost like a lot of the arguments around the Sixers team, you have to pick a side and like defend it at all costs, regardless of what new evidence uh presents itself. And it uh, I don't I don't know if like uh, if the mob mentality is the right word, and I don't know Mm. if it's just with the Sixers, but it feels like if you say something that like a lot of people don't agree, like it's a a very pile on type um, uh, community, with some of this stuff. So like, I don't even like tweet really, you know, I used to like tweet about the Sixers a lot. I feel like, especially when they Mm -hmm. were in the playoffs and now I'm just like, all right, is this really worth it? Like people are (laughs) just like so crazy about this that uh, I probably don't have anything I should really add there. And again, I don't know if that's just Sixers, if that's just like the sort of uh, online community right now with everything, but that's sort of been, it hasn't been as uh, as fun for me. And also like with Embiid, absolutely unbelievable player i will at times marvel at you know what he's able to do at his size but just in terms of like the kind of player i pure enjoyment i have for watching that's not it for me like like the durant Mm. game two two games ago that was basically basketball perfection to me there's nothing Mm. i I would like watching more than that type of guy who's just
3: almost he's almost too alien. For like like uh that's like a, true like a like a Lillard or or yes. Steph Curry those that's who those I wrote ones down are a little bit more for me
1: I but. have this I have that this written down in my notes the Durant game five was to me as great a viewing experience as there is Durant Steph Lillard like I I guess it's the great scorer the creative great scorer right. who can just come down like like that stretch Durant had with like three possessions in a row where you're just like oh my gosh this guy is unstoppable on fire great score like that is my um the type of player I like to watch the most you know I actually I'm- like I,
3: I because he's such an interesting personality I I I enjoy watching Joe uh, okay even though it's not aesthetically the kind of player I would normally like I just
1: like he is so interesting um but I otherwise totally agree z don't you feel yeah. like the connection to like the Iverson finals team was a different experience than like what Sixers fans have with this team like that? I remember that year, it just felt like, you know, everyone's watching every game. Like there wasn't like a huge contro, you know, there were no huge controversies. It was just like, all right, we all love this guy and we love this team. And you have Iverson and a bunch of like nobodies who just fill specific roles, like watching Eric well, I mean- Snow as the defender on like a two on one where you knew he was actually going to either draw a charge or like deflect the pass, or you know, George Lynch is just like I will guard anybody and I might not be great. Like, I don't know. I it was probably has a lot to do just with where I was in the yeah, age. Yeah, that's I was. what I was about to say. I think it's yeah. a function, I I think it's a function of age, right? I okay. I, I, right. I, think there's a certain, like, I
3: like to I get I'd like that. to get Austin Flynn on um <laughs> <laughs> and get his his unfiltered. Yeah, that's ass. true. Yeah.
2: I, I think there's a certain idealism, you know, to like the team you grew up with, right? And, and and you, I think that's you, uh, right. Yeah, that's you're probably true. less, less uh, cynical or, or, um, <laughs> or less battle tested, if you will. Uh, that said, like I, I, these past two games, you know, I, I, I think they will really rue game four, because that was that was a a winnable game obviously game 5 was in the lead but game 4 especially too that said like i'm not one who's who's writing the obituary mm. on the series or the mm. team and well it's going to
3: be fun when we record the next couple episodes <laughs> yeah we're, we're going to have act. to
1: either assume they won
2: or we need to we need to we
3: need to just proceed like we know exactly what happened <laughs> i mean so. if you're
2: following these playoffs right now and probably the uh the nba playoff series are it's it's similar to, um, to the nfl season on steroids where like every week is an indictment mm. of of like the the team the organization i know i gotta get That's to the true. bottom i gotta get but, to the
3: bottom of this chris paul thing
2: but but the uh like the the clippers mav series if you remember there was a period there where it's like the Clippers did all of this and they can't even get past the Maps in the first round. You know, they're, you know, they, they come back, they, they win that. Now they're up three, two against Utah. They don't have, have, have Kawhi things change so much. This, 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 this Bucks net series. Um, I mean, this has been like the biggest seesaw, right? There was a point where it's like the, the, you know, the nets are just on to on, untouchable. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, Oh, well, the, well, the bucks rebounded the, the, you know, how, uh, how can Bruce Brown be the one who has the ball and the, the Nets don't know what they're doing late in the games. Yeah. And then, you know, the injuries.
3: Kyrie and Harden. Yeah.
2: And you know, and then Durant has that performance when Durant plays like that, no one can beat them. And then uh, last night, Chris Middleton goes on. So my, my point is, is, is that like, it's, it, the, the Sixers coughed up two very winnable opportunities here. And it's, it's tough sledding for them. Yeah. I mean, I find it hard to
3: believe they're going to have a better chance to win a title than this
2: year. And no, but I'm saying, but it's, it's absolutely. And I, I know I said it's not out of play. Yeah. And no, it's it's like absolutely conceivable that they go down to Atlanta. They win game, you know, they, they win game six. And then it it comes back to game seven. Like if, if, if you think back to LeBron's second year with the heat, right. Uh, When, uh, or was it his, his, his first year? It, it was, it was a game six against Boston. And it's, it's, it's like, this is, you know, LeBron can't win this. This is it. And, and then LeBron turns it on. Um, they pull it out, they beat Boston and then, you know, they, they win game seven and, uh, and the rest is history. So my, my, my point is you need to wait for the series to end the, write the obituary on it because three, two, uh, if you force a game seven anything can happen obviously
1: yeah you're right there was a great comparison you're right it's like an nfl the nba playoffs each game is like an nfl week yep where you're just you know jumping mm-hmm. to conclusions and uh you're right everybody's like coming up with fake ben simmons <laughs> exactly. and the, you know by the time our next podcast goes uh live they could be in the eastern conference final. they could be like three wins away from being in the finals uh, or uh, we could be writing the obituary. So uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I guess that's, and by the of, way, one of it speaking
3: too. of nobody worse aesthetically than, uh, Giannis, like just tough to watch.
1: Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Really? I, I enjoy yeah, watching him.
3: Don't have, I do not enjoy watching him.
1: Uh, I enjoy watching I, all these. I, I mean, could think of other players who yeah. are probably worse to watch.
3: Well, I mean, at, at that level, I mean, obviously like, you know, uh,
1: All right, we're anyway. over the one hour okay. mark, and we've got two <laughs> more episodes to uh to uh do here, so we can get to your Giannis takes in the next one. Bob. Fair enough.
3: uh The last this I know this is we do not need to talk about this, but the last thing was you had on here Bo's vacation take. So I'll very quickly say um two things. One, uh, I told you this shield we had we had a little setup where it was like close to the beach, but also had a pool, which is is like that's the dream because MBN. You
1: know,
3: yeah, and well, I mean, very very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MBN for sure, um, but that's you know you don't you don't have to stay at the beach, but you get a little pool time, fantastic. Um, and then we did uh, we did a little fishing with Casey. He'd been talking about it, um, and so we we did we went on a little boat. I uh, caught caught some flounder, great time. And I got to say, like I've never been a fishing guy. First fish I caught in my life. I totally get it now. And this is like the easiest really? kind of fishing you can do because it's like you're just trolling the bottom. Um, there's like not not that much skill involved, but like the feeling of like getting that fish on the line, reeling it in, see like the, the anticipation of seeing what's there. I totally like. I could I could totally see. Uh, like I, I totally get the allure. I'm 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 in on fishing.
1: Really? That see, yeah. it's so weird to me that something is swimming in the ocean and then you're eating it for dinner. Hmm. Oh, but people like that.
3: Yeah. I know. I'm not judging. I mean, I like that. Yeah, I cooked okay. cook, cooked up the flounder, but you also don't have to keep it. You can just you can do it for the for the fun of it.
1: Okay. Okay. My
3: awesome.
2: father-in-law is a huge fisherman. Uh, yeah. So okay. I, I, I have some, uh, great fishing stories.
3: Meaning that... he's a, meaning he's a, uh, a, a big fisherman fan, not like a huge person who is also
2: fishing. <laughs> yes, yes, true. Yeah. He, he likes to go fishing. What kind of fishing? Is it like normal? Uh, I mean, I, in the, I mean, there's like, yeah, there's, I'm with you, Zach. I know, I know <laughs> there's the a fly fishing. I know there's an <laughs> yeah, ice yeah, fly fishing. fishing. Yeah, yeah. In a boat, like in a boat. Okay. Where you, yeah, you throw the line. <laughs> not like, you know, when I was growing up, we used to stand on the rock, you know, on the creek, if, okay. if, if that makes sense. No, like this is like actual fishing. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. All right. Okay. Buckle in, everybody.
4: Wait, wait, wait. We do oh. have one. More, we do have one more thing. Oh, one thing that you guys didn't mention. And I would like to say to you. Happy Father's Day oh, thank to you guys you. and all of our amazing listeners. And we have a little special message from the littlest members of the Birds with Friends family.
1: What is this?
0: this? <laughs> yeah, so, hi, Daddy, and um, this is your two daughters, Naya and Leela. I love you. And Leela loves you. That's what she just said. And um, we're giving you this recording for Father's Day and you are awesome and we really love you super much and you're a very special person and I wanna be just like you when I grow up. And now do has something to say. Go sis! So I love you and blue guy loves you. Also just just telling everybody besides daddy that Dad is my favorite stuffed animal. Blue guy's her favorite stuffed animal. Cops!
4: One, <laughs> two, three, what do you say? Happy, happy daddy. You're the best daddy in the wide world. Sloney, what do you say to daddy? daddy. Say I love you? I love you.
2: Oh my God, that was amazing. (laughs) Marissa, thank you. Very nice. Thank you. I had had no idea. Yeah, thank you so much. That is a that's touching.
4: Well, you guys, you guys talk a lot about your kids and they mean a lot to you. So I hope you have an amazing weekend with your families. And shout out to your wonderful wives who helped me accomplish that uh, via Instagram. Uh, DMs. so oh, nice. You know what that's <laughs>
3: what funny? Producer. Rich like, oh, Marissa followed me. That's great.
4: <laughs> I,
2: I got that too. I didn't know what was going
4: on. That was. Just-
2: uh, Marissa, thank you so much. seriously. So yes, really thank great. you. Yeah.
4: So happy Father's yeah. Day to you guys. Now, and Jane, all of our Jane listeners. couldn't
2: say
1: anything. What the heck? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jane, you know, <laughs> we got to give her a few years, but she's going to yeah. be on uh, Naya and Lila's level.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Naya sounded like she was ready to take over an episode. Seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>, I know. <laughs> she speaks better than any
4: of us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Marissa. That's of great. Of
4: course. Of course. Happy Father's Day to you guys and a- all of our listeners.
3: Yes. Happy birthday to all the fathers out there. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. And as always, we love you.